0: hallelujah father we honor your name this morning we glorify you we exalt you in this place we magnify your name worthy are you king of glory thank you once again for inviting us into your presence thank you father it's a privilege to come before you to have us standing before you via your mercy this morning thank you father for your truth this morning once again that will fall upon the good grounds of our hearts because indeed as we come before your presence, as we stand before you you will make our hearts good we will receive the good seed our life this morning once again, we will receive an impartation we will receive in the name of Jesus yes a purification because your word is water to us, your word will wash We will receive this morning, yes, a circumcision. Because your word is like a two-edged sword. That cuts through, that pierces through. Father, may everything that we stand for this morning represent your glory. We ask, oh God, this morning that you will purify us through the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. That your truth, once again, will have inroad and expression in every dimension of our existence. I thank you this morning. That we will speak, oh God, your word of life. Uh, Father, that our eyes this morning will be open once again to see. But more so to be partakers of the things that you are sharing to your church, your body. We thank you, Lord, this morning. Have your way. Take your place. May your kingdom come. May your will be done. As it is done in heaven, let it be established this morning. Honor and glory to you, King of glory. Lamb of God, we worship you. We praise your name. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Well, I want to welcome everyone this morning. If you're joining us, this is the potter's Gate online broadcast. As you know, my name is Isaac Phillips at King It's an honor once again to be part of what the Spirit of God is doing globally across the earth, but most of what the Lord is doing in our heart, in our life, because that is where the real work is. So this morning, allow me once again to share with you, to take you along as we look into God's heart, into God's mind. There are a couple of scriptures the Spirit of God has been Emphasizing to us, the Spirit of God has been bringing across our, you know, our minds in terms of you know uh, uh, renewing our understanding regarding what the Lord, Amen, will have us connect with. Well, if you're connecting, I'll I like you to stay connected. Don't leave. Just stay connected with us. I can see people connecting and those who are also not connecting and leaving. So if you're con- connecting with us, please do stay. Alright, we believe God for great things this morning. We want to ask the Lord to help us to, Amen, stay and walk, Amen, in the path of. That which he is saying, like I was uh, about to say, that there are several things the Spirit of God, amen, has been showing us in in terms of his word. His word, of course, has become our compass in understanding the directions and the, the, the instructions of his emphasis for this new day. And there are things, of course, I believe that the Lord will have us look into that deals with the foundational building, the, fo- the foundational development, amen, of the next reality, if you will, the next emphasis of his intention for our life. And it is important that we get these things right. You know, yesterday I had this, uh, uh, you know, a uh, feeling that, you know, God really wants us to go back to the issues of the heart, issues of the heart most time in you know in, in in the situations like this we want to find ourselves where we want to focus on the externality we want to focus more on yes what we can do we want to show things we want to you know particularly among the the ecclesia we want to prove that we can really bring a change but I can assure us that the chain that God amen, wants us to you know, showcase or display to, you know, to the world is, is, a, is, you know, is a reality that has been well-seated. It's, it's, it's a sense of truth that has been well-seated within our heart. And so this morning, I really want us once again to look at amen, this concept. We, we talked about it the last time I think we came. I began to talk about the kingdom of God as a seed, as a seed. And I'm not sure how that, you know, uh, uh, reality, that sense of the kingdom as a seed has as, as been, you know, seated. You know, I'm not sure if that truth has, you know, found inroad and and true, you know, uh, uh, development, you know, in your heart because it must resonate with everything that we stand for. All right. God is not going to use our, our zeal without knowledge. God is not going to do anything outside of us that is not established first of all in us as i'm speaking to you i'm also speaking to myself we have to be more persuaded we have to be more conscious we have to be more uh, 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 um you know if you, if you will, we have to be more resolute regarding these principles, regarding this truth. And I I, I want us once again this morning, alright, to look into this and believe the Lord, amen, that as we talk about entering into that day, into that realm, into that arena, amen, of the apostolic spirit, that we would truly understand what we are saying and what the Spirit of God is emphasizing. That Truly, the apostolic spirit is the spirit of the Lord himself, is the spirit of Christ. It is the spirit that empowers the church it is the spirit that enables the church to represent amen heaven to represent the things of god remember that we are here as the church as the body of christ amen to represent the intentions of god and what that means is that Every aspect of our life, amen, must be speaking into God's divine d- intention. It must be speaking into God's divine counsel. It must be speaking into the ways of God, the ways, amen, of his dealings. Uh, our life must must exhibit the wisdom of God, must exhibit the knowledge of God. We must reflect, amen, the, the very uh, 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 desire of the Father. His will must find inroad and expression in everything that amen we stand for and we represent good or bad no matter how those things come across to us we must be certain we must be sure amen that our life is is connected is drawing you know source life amen from heaven himself we must we must we must be certain that we are not drinking we are not eating amen from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it has to be clear to us and I tell you, I know these things are words, but this word must must have a meaning, must 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 speak into the construct of our thinking, how we reason, amen, how we see life, how we understand, amen, what is going on. We must not be too pushed to want to do something that has not been built with us within us. <clears throat> We have to have that sense of knowledge. We have to have that sense of truth. It has to be seated within the structure of our hearts. And so I I want to once again, you know, uh, encourage us, amen, to look into God's word, to look into the mirror of God's word. Because every time we look into God's word, we're looking into ourselves, all right? We're seeing the mirror that shows us, that reflects to us, amen, what we ought to become. Or what we ought to be. And if our life is not aligning to what God is saying in his word. We have every responsibility to believe God. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have every responsibility to believe God. Amen. To grant us the grace in that area. Amen. So we can correct. We can correct. The days that we live in. Amen. At the twilight of the beginning of a greater move of God. But this move is not going to be built. Amen. Amen. On, on presumption, this move is not going to be built, amen, on assumption this move is not going to be built, amen uh, uh, on, on our own ideologies, or our own culture or belief system, not, will this move be built, amen, on on a mixture of of the wine, no, no, we've said this several times, I'm repeating it again alright, that we have to strip ourselves of everything that that sounds like, that looks like amen, that, that heaven, or oh God amen, but it's not God, we have to believe God to help us, we have to daily, amen, brutally engage the works of the flesh in our life. We have to believe God to grant us, amen, the wisdom and the understanding to rise above, amen, the challenges of the day. We have to believe God to grant us the the knowledge, the understanding, the capacity, amen, to come into that point, into that place where all we seek for, all we want, amen, is to move closer, is to become, amen, one in that reality of the nearness of the kingdom. We want our life to continually move move towards that proximity. The things that we say, the things that we think, amen. The things that we do, amen. Or else we'll be building another tower of Babel. We'll be building something that seems to be towering amen. uh, uh, People around us, but that thing, amen, is actually you know, moving to us, you know uh, 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 the opposition or moving towards the challenge of heaven. They say let us build a tower to reach God. They want to build a tower to reach God on their own terms. On on their own ways. In their own ways all right and god came down and of course we know what happened he judged them so we don't want to just build something that is massive that is visible that is touchable all right that people can see and like wow and at the end of the day those things are judged we don't want to do that we've seen that happen in the past move people have built massive powerful things amen but god that come down and judge those things. So we are believing God, amen, to give us understanding. We want the seed of God's truth, amen, to be well seated in our heart. One thing I know, and I will never, never, <clears throat> you know, doubt this truth, and that is God will never move. God can use anyone, you can use anyone. To do anything in fact he would we've seen in this he used you know cyrus he used nebuchadnezzar he used you know uh uh uh, uh you know attacks i mean god god used anything and everything that is available he uses because he's god nothing nothing is beyond his pedigree beyond his power beyond his authority but if we're talking about God using us as members of the ecclesia we have to understand that that is a different ball game all right when it comes to you know us being used to carry out his intention are ah, the principles and the and the and the methods amen, of of that of that usage is totally different we have to be pure we have to be holy we have to be sanctified we have to be man versus meet and ready for his use this is the point that I'm making all right if we're talking about God using Using us, uh, we've got to. We have to put that in the context, Amen. Of 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 the intentions of God in terms of what He wants to see. How God uses His church is different from how He uses an unbeliever out there. All right, to you know, to carry out His intention. All right, God will use anyone. He will use an atheist. All right, He will use anything that, that is available because, like I said, He is God. <clears throat> You cannot compare the way God uses Cyrus to the way God uses uh, 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 Ezra. We can't compare the way God uses Amen Nebuchadnezzar to the way God uses uh, uh, uh you know Nehemiah. You no, know, we cannot compare. We cannot compare the way God uses you know Mary cannot be compared to the way he uses any other person out there. There, there are strict you know protocols and and, and rules and guidance amen, that speaks into amen, God using his his own, the ones he has called, many are called called out of the called one there's a process of being chosen and that is what we are focusing on what we are dealing with amen deals with the principles of us being chosen being chosen yes we've been called we have the call of God with the call of God there are gifts amen with the call of God there are there are char- charisma with the call of God amen there are position of light there are position of power with the call of God amen there are dimension amen of expression but beyond the calling we have to understand amen that that there is the principle of being chosen, being chosen, and to be chosen, we have to understand how God, amen, leads His own, how God, amen, deals with His own, how God, amen, prepares His own. Sometimes the process is brutal, sometimes the process is harsh, sometimes the process is painful. Sometimes you ask yourself, Am I truly, amen, uh, uh, going through this all for God? So, you, you know, you get to a point, you, you, you you begin to even doubt yourself i'm saying this thing because i've experienced these things you you will you will look back and you say to yourself are all all of this amen for the fact that i'm being called to be you know to you know to be you know to be used as an instrument yes the call of god upon your life no no beyond the call amen you the process of being chosen amen is going to take you through some meticulous amen process process you have to come to the end of yourself the church will have to come to the end of our wisdom to the end of our own ways of doing things i tell you the process the process the process is brutal the process amen is painful you know it's like you carry that in metal you put it in the fire and when that thing is red hot all right they begin to chisel they begin to you know uh, uh, you know break they begin to shape in the fire because that is when amen you can bend the iron It's in the fire that you are shaped to, amen, to to, to carry, to reflect, amen, the shape that heaven wants you it's in the processes in the trial it's in the tribulation yes it's it's in it's it, it's in that point where the war you 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 feel you can get out of the out of that war you are being battered being bruised left right and center you are being challenged left right and center every every angle you face is like there is fire coming there is attack there is tribulation and you you, you seem not to be able to get out <laughs> that's when you give up you give up when you start giving up. They say, "Yeah, we're ready for you. We're ready for you." I don't think we fully understand and appreciate what it means to be vessels. When we pray, God use me. <laughs> I pray we understand. All right, this is not, of course, this is not something that you can shy away from. If God, if God ever points His hand at you and say, "You, you you've been called. You are going to be used. You can't run away." I mean, we've seen people try to run away. I try to run away. you cannot run away. The thing is to just yield ourselves. You know this morning I was saying to the Lord, you know, I don't want to miss the, the, your plans for my life and I don't want to I want to understand and appreciate the process. you know, there are things that we think that we need to have, we need to know, we need to understand. And sometimes, or most cases, the Lord just blocks those things away from you. It is important that you have sight into all those things too. That that's part of God's way of preparing you. All right? It's not going to be. It's not going to be right and okay like every other person. You're not going to get all the answer. Yes. And it's important we understand that we know how to deal with that, because you'll be forever asking yourself and asking all kinds of questions that you're not going to get answer for. You just need to find, Amen, principles in the Word that allow you to submit and surrender to how God, Amen, is processing you, how God is dealing with you, how God is shaping you. I tell you, it is the most painful thing if you try to comprehend this with your mind which you know with your suke with your with your in a psyche with your soulish life that you you know a life a, a mindset that have not been ascended you see there's a mind of christ there's a mind amen of the fallen adamic you know nature And that mind wants to try to understand, you know, wants to try to comprehend, you know. And that's some of the things they've taught us in the church. No, there are things about God, amen, that you will not be able to comprehend about your life. Yes, that is why he is God. There are certain processes the Lord will take you through. There are certain things you're going through right now that you don't have an answer. Theology cannot answer those things. But you have to surrender. This is where the principle of trust comes in. You have to surrender to God. You have to yield to the the Lord. You have to understand that he's got your back. You know, sometimes we remember these things and and then we forget. But it's important that we remind ourselves again. All right. That, you know, the call is to follow me. (laughs) He said to Peter, (laughs) follow me and I will make you. (laughs) You see, it's easy to follow. But the process of making... That's difficult. (laughs) It's easy to follow. If it's just to follow, it's easy to follow. But you see, when God says, follow me, Abraham, and be perfect, ah, that's a different ballgame. That's a different because following God remind you know following God the demands that Amen you stop following yourself you stop following your your voice you stop following the voice of Sally and Susan and the voice of you know you know Jude and the voice of you know God knows who and the voice of that man that uncle the voice of you know your your neighbor and your and your community your your nationality you stop following the voice of you know what society and man and religion has defined if you want to follow God you cannot follow other voices you have to learn to trust to follow his voice you have to learn to yield to follow his voice and that is the principle all right that you know we, we're looking at that's a principle i think is important let, let me quickly go back to the scripture uh, in matthew imagine in matthew 18 i want to sh- just share one or two things in the scripture with us because i, I pray that we get this clear the farther we go in the things of God, the more it will seem as if we are disillusioned, the more it will look as if we don't understand, yes, because the battle is between the understanding of the spirit and the understanding of your mind, the understanding of the ways of God, amen, and I told you there's going to be two wars, in fact, the war began, begun. the war of how you used to look at God, how you used to understand his way, how you used to connect, and in fact, the way God used to connect with you, alright, and now you've been brought into a new day when we say we've been brought into a new day what that means is that now we have been we have been ushered into a new way of thinking a new way of relation a new way of interaction amen But with God amen with self and of course with our environment everything has become new you say but I can still see the same old thing I see yes that's, that is in the dimension of the natural realm. And even that is changing. But in the realm that we source life from, in the realm that God operates from, Amen. He has brought us into a new height. A new height is a new position of, of thinking. To us, is new. To God, is not new. Amen. To those who have journeyed ahead of us, is not new. But it's new to us because we've not been through this path before. But it takes submission and total yieldedness to his, to his voice, to his ways, to his will, to understand that truly all I need to do is to submit and to follow. Let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 18. Verse 1 says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven i want i want you to see the mindset of these people because when we talk about kingdom we have our mindset on something all right greatness power authority dominion conquering yes and that is what we've established that those are the ideologies and the beliefs that have been you know ingrained in our hearts all right you know in the in the early stage of our spiritual mat- maturity and that is very important that we understand that but we've got to understand that greatness begins from a position amen of humility and sometimes humility comes with a little bit of Humiliation. Let me let me leave it that to you, just a little bit, because listen to this: you 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 cannot fully embrace embrace the attitude of humility if you are not willing and ready to be humiliated. Jesus was humiliated. He was telling his disciples, "Behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, and they will hand me over." I read that scripture to us, you know, a few weeks ago, and they will hand me over to the Gentiles. He said they will spit on me. There was and when a jew spit on you that's a height of humiliation when they spit on you or they they use their sanders their shoe and stone you that is the height of humiliation he said they will spit on me they will slap me on my face and of course we know you see killing him on the cross was the least he died like 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 a thief that was humiliation. You see, the theology that we have today, the theology that we have built, the theology that have been, you know, ingrained into our our so-called, you know, spiritual psyche, has removed the idea of being humiliated. And that's why when we go through certain things, when certain things happen to us, we go crazy. We can't handle it because we believe that our identity is being is being is being humiliated no i can't take that why why should that person talk to me that way why should i have to go through all of that all for god what would you not go through amen for god that's the question you should ask yourself. If there are things in your life you know that you cannot amen, accept, you cannot take for God, then you better start talking about those things to Him right now and say, no, I'm not going to allow this thing in my life. No, I'm not going to... Uh, no, no, no. You, you, you need to be sincere. You need to be open. You need to be honest about those things. Because I tell you, if, 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 if the call of God upon your life would will, will, will demand that you go through certain paths, through certain highways and leeways... And that will bring you to certain people who will humiliate you. You've got to be prepared for that. Or else the devil is going to use that area of your identity that you have not dealt with. Because listen to this. Listen to this. Being humiliated earlier does not impact, does not affect your true state of spirituality. In fact, that that brings out your true value. It reveals who you are. The Bible says, amen. Of, of the things that was done to Jesus, he did not fight back think about that i've been trying to bring this principle it, it, isaiah 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 captured that spirit properly he said he said a uh, 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 you know a uh, 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 a week you know a week a dying week jesus will not blow off Alright? he will not bend in you know, a stick he will not raise his hand to fight and i've been looking at that and i'm like lord help me how do you get to you have to get to that level where You know, even the most weakest thing around you, you don't take advantage of them. You don't, you don't exert authority and power just because you're in a position of influence. You can do and undo. Now we have to, there are things of Christ that we have not yet learned. And we're saying those things, we have to highlight them in this new day. Because they would challenge every aspect of our life. You see, it's not just about being humiliated. It's also about, amen, us being able to handle the level of influence, power, and glory that will be coming, amen, our way. Because we are carriers of his life and his presence and his his glory. All kinds of, you know, influence and and people will, will come our way if we have not learned to live that life of Christ via the Spirit either we are humiliated by amen the low the low level that we have been brought to amen or we are brought down because of the height that we have reached amen in the things of divine representation are you getting the point that i'm making coming to that point where you have clear understanding of how to live life how to manage life amen manage life from his low estate Or, amen, from his high realm of influence, power, and and glory in terms of money, in terms of power. Because all of this, listen to this. If if the plan of God is for you to be one of the richest people on earth, then you have to start preparing your heart. You have to start preparing your ways, amen, to know how to handle not just money, but also how to manage people. Because money will always bring people around you money will bring all kinds money is is an is an attraction of the good the bad and the ugly so if if money is being 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 pumped into your life because of the assignment they've been given to you and you have not learned how to connect how to relate how to love how to be humble how to be disciplined how to stand amen how 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 to walk amen in integrity the same money is going to bring you down after all lucifer fell from glory just like adam fell from glory we have to look at all of these things how do we manage our spiritual work how do we manage amen the days ahead of us listen as we press further into the ways of god the, de- the things of god all kinds of amen uh, things will be will be panning out sometimes they will be good sometimes amen there will be excellent things sometimes there will be things that are undesired but we have to know how to manage how to manage this thing when i talk about management i'm talking talking. talking about living from the position of the life of the spirit that is where the economy of God amen is is understood and is and is and is being you know uh, 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 managed if you will so the, the the Bible says they came this disciple came they asked Jesus who is the greatest who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven he called a child I'm dealing with the twilight, amen, of this new day. And and I'm saying this, like I said before, because... I was part of, at least God gave me grace to to see what happened in the 90s, in terms of the move of God in the 90s, when the apostolic reformation came. And, and whatever name we may call it, or people have all kinds of names right, for the move of God. But whatever name they call it, at least I was exposed to the name apostolic reformation, even though when we began the move, we didn't call it an apostolic reformation. We just call it the, the move of Christ. All right. Some people came to give it a name. It's good. Sometimes it's important that we know at least we have a definition. It's good, cool, but it's also important that we do not allow the name to overshadow. Amen. The spirit of what God is doing. God is reforming His church. Yes. God is transforming His church. Yes. But the name, Amen, must not over must not overshadow, Amen. The spirit of what God is doing. In in that season, all kinds of things happen. Good things happen. Great things happen. But unfortunately, the flesh got in, and that move began to nosedive until the fire of that move was almost snuffed off. Why? Because we allow flesh, we allow self, we allow that areas of our life that were not that were not dead, that had not come to the point of total, you know, uh, uh, crucifixion on the cross. The flesh, the old Adam, amen, rose. (laughs) And whenever Adam rises, amen, the old Adam rises, amen, God lives. Because God, amen, does not deal with that which, amen, he has defined old. We have to live life from the ascended life of the second man, amen, who came from above. Amen, yes, there are two Adams living on earth today. Everything that we we are dealing with, we are struggling with, amen, stem from two dimensions of life, amen. The first man, the second man. The first Adam, the last Adam. If we're part of the second man, the last Adam, we will know how to deal with life, no matter how complex, no matter how challenging. Amen. Because those that are from those that are from above, amen, are given the power, the grace to overcome the things of the earth. Amen. If we are still sourcing life, amen, from the first man of the dust, ah. The flesh will continue, hallelujah, to ride us. The flesh will continue to govern us. Even at the place where we think we are exerting spiritual wisdom and grace and power, you will find the flesh. The flesh will sneak in there. How did, listen to this, how did, amen, Lucifer, how did Satan found himself in the garden? Adam was supposed to be in charge. How did, how did Adam allowed, amen, Lucifer, amen, to sneak in into his garden? that's a point that's something we have to look into we have to make sure that there is no area of our life amen that is open to the enemy that is that is that is that is that is, that is inviting the enemy we have to even in the midst of the move of God in the midst hallelujah, of the voice of God we have to be sure amen that we are totally dead amen to even the operations of the gifts. You see, even the operations of the gifts can get into our head, and then we think that we are somebody. We are nothing outside the life of God. I know what I'm talking about, and I hope somebody is listening to me. The Bible says, at that time, the disciple came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest? The thing that thinks of God is about competition. Who is the greatest? That's the mindset of fallen humans. Who is the greatest? That's why we compete with ourselves. We fight with ourselves. Some people will watch you, amen. And all they're watching, amen, is how they can beat you. They're looking for gaps and they're looking for your flaws, they're looking for your mistake and how they can outdo you. Because their mind is competition. When you watch your brother when you listen to somebody else or you you're part of what you know god is doing somewhere and you're part of it all right you begin to compete with each other and and that competition amen kind of grieves the spirit of god and of course the lord backs out it's not there this is the problem of the church there are too many competition we are not to be competing with each other the gift ought not to be competing the gift are designed to complement we're designed to complement each other when we have not dealt with our insecurity when we have not dealt with our you know our, our dysfunctionality we will compete we will have this mind who is the greatest in the kingdom because we think that the kingdom is about you know who sits where who 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 does what no we have to understand that every everyone in the kingdom has his own unique calling place assignment amen and mandate that must connect that's why i said the days heaven is bringing us into are days where we are converging the days of conference is over Amen. I said this some, some, I think about two months ago, the day where we do conference, conference is over, conference is good, but that is now has been defined to be, you know, a second day knowledge, a second day, you know, understanding. Now we are coming to confluence. I tell you, if I'm going to run another program out there, we're, we're tagging it, confluencing. We're confluencing because every man must bring something. Everyone must produce something, amen. You must come to an understanding that, amen, this place is not a place where one man takes the show. No, you are bringing something and bring, no matter how little, no matter how small, no matter how you know insignificant that thing may look to you, it is something, hallelujah. There is no one part of the body, amen, that is less significant. Every part of the body, amen, has been designed to complement and to complete each other. That is kingdom mindset. When I look at my brother, if I can't fit, I should not condemn him. If I can't fit to him, not like you'll be able to fit with everybody. I've said this before. If I look at my sister and and she seems to know something better than me, I should not try to pull her down and try to talk her down or try to talk her out of what the Lord will have us do. I should be able to to encourage her, to stand with her and say, go ahead, even if all I can do is just say, go ahead and do it. I should not look at it and say, I can do better. I, I can outdo this person. In fact, I have more resources. I can do better than this person. That—that That is the spirit, amen, of Cain. That is the spirit, amen, of the sons of the first man, of the sons of Adam. We have to move away from a competitive spirit. And that's why I'm saying that the Lord is telling us in this new day, as we begin this twilight of his journey, we have to come to the point where Jesus brought his people to. Because the idea that came with Jesus, listen, I'm reading Matthew, Matthew 18, what? the Bible says, at that time, the disciples—these are disciples—they've been taught. They are still being taught, but this mindset is still in them, and that is why you will notice that, alright. Uh, at a point, they were—they were fighting. They were arguing. Remember, you know, uh, 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 the, the, sons, the sons of the sons of of Mary. Now, they they said, <clears throat> I, "I will." This lady said, "I would like you know one you know one of my sons to sit at your le- at your right hand and the other on the on your left and the, on the left." Jesus said, "You don't know what you're asking for, woman." <laughs> And the things of the kingdom are, are not done this way. The things of the kingdom is now who sits where. No. Everyone has been given their own unique seat. And this seat complement each other we have to talk about this thing because i tell you i will i will meet people who will be talking this thing who will be declaring this thing better than me it doesn't mean that amen they're my competitor in the war system they compete yes that's why the world would do anything they would do anything they will step on their brother they will kill amen their father to get to where they are going all right nothing stand their way but in the kingdom it shall not be so We're dealing with, amen, the days of apostolic spirit, amen, in connection, amen, with the coming of the kingdom of God. That's what we're dealing with, friends. At that time, the disciple came to him. I'm sure they've been talking about this thing. So they finally got the boldness. They came to the master. They said, who is the greatest? So what do we do if we're not the greatest in the kingdom? (laughs) And what defines the greatest in the kingdom? Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Because you he understand that there are all kinds of kingdoms, but this we're talking about the kingdom of heaven. He called a child. I like Jesus. He demonstrates his, his message. That's the best way to teach people amen, who are still struggling to understand the things of the Spirit. I said it the last time. God, we use the principle of the like us. The last message, the last time I was here, we, we talked about the principle of the like us. He so said the kingdom of God is like a seed. It's like a seed. It's not a seed. But if you understand seeding, amen, because you're a farmer, amen, each of you, or you understand farming, you understand what it means to farm, all right? So if you understand the principle of farming, you will understand how the kingdom operates. All right? You will understand, you have at least, you know, a picture. You have a picture of how the kingdom operate. I mean, you said the kingdom of God is like a seed. The kingdom of God is not a seed, but it's like a seed. In other words, it has a beginning, and the beginning is in the life of God. The beginning of the kingdom, hallelujah, is in God himself, the father the kingdom is like a seed, it means that it was born, it was birthed, hallelujah, it has a beginning everything God created begins in him, in the beginning hallelujah, hallelujah, in the beginning who was in the beginning before the beginning God was in the beginning he is the source of his own life, amen life was source in him, everything came from him, hallelujah in him all things consist hallelujah, he brought forth himself out of himself, amen out of his life he brought forth life, everything thing that is living, amen, seen and unseen today, amen, came from the Father, came from God the Father the kingdom of God is like a seed, so the Bible says he brought a child, the child is supposed to reflect amen, the principle of a seed a child is innocent but within that innocency, amen there's completion, amen there's completion, there's perfection, yet there is potential to become you understand? We have to understand the Bible say he called a child. Amen. He called a child and hand him. Listen, he had that child stand among them. He said, Come, there were 12 disciples wanting this big revelation. They want a revelation. Is <laughs> a, a conference of revelation. Tell us who is the greatest in the kingdom. We understand kingdom. We've seen the Roman kingdom. We've seen the kingdom, amen, of the Pharisee. We've seen the Cyandrine. We see all these structures and administrations that men, you know, have, have established. We've read about the the, 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 the kingdoms of the Maccabees. We've read about, you know, the Roman Empire. We've read about the Babylonians. We've seen it. We've seen all these things. Our our brothers have told us about how powerful, the you know, the kingdom of Babylon is. But you told us about this kingdom of heaven. So who is the greatest? You want to have a picture. When you picture the kingdom of God, what comes to mind? I've, I have I I'm still dealing with this, though I have dealt with it. But you see, you cannot you can never come to a point in your life where you say, you know, you know everything about, in fact, not knowing everything, even what you think you know, you understand. Tomorrow, when they show you another face, you're like, wow. (laughs) So in the kingdom, we're forever learning. He called the child and he had, he had the child standing among the 12. And he said, I tell you the truth. When Jesus speaks like this, you better, you better listen again and again. He said, I tell you the truth unless... Unless, listen to this, unless you turn around and become like the child. Unless you have a 360 degrees turn around. Unless you have a 360 degrees turn around. What is he saying? He was basically rebuking them to repent. Because the word turn, amen. Amen is to uh, to repent maternal maternal means to turn towards the right direction not just to turn away from sin not just to turn away from your wrong pattern of thinking not just to turn away from the wrong order of 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 belief amen but to turn towards the right direction it says unless you turn around that's the key word there don't miss that i'm reading matthew 18 verse 3 he said to them I tell you the truth, unless you turn, you turn, you turn. That's what we need, friends. We need to have a turning. This message that we've been talking about, we've been preaching, this truth we've been been preaching for a while, is designed to turn the church around, to turn the ecclesia. We cannot maintain the old path, amen, and be talking about the truth and still be maintaining our own ways. No, there's a point you have to, have you noticed that if you're going to turn, you have to slow down you have to slow down sometimes you'll have to take a stop and then turn unless you turn unless you turn around and become aha, when you turn the key word is then you become again you turn and then you become transformation thank you father thank you father help me to turn You see, if we don't turn, we don't understand certain things. We don't turn, we don't see certain things. When you you turn, your perspective changes because now you've turned to the right direction. (laughs) You see, it was was Saul. He was on his way to Damascus. He was on his way to Damascus to to go and persecute the saints. Now he thought he was doing that for God. When the light of God hit him, he fell on his face he went blind and then he was turned around and led to the right direction you see when you turn you now surrender amen to those that will lead you you now you turn and they lead you amen to the right path to the right instructions to the right amen directions of the intentions of god sometimes we most time we assume that we are you know we're in the right path because what we say sound you know you know it, it sound reasonable The days where we preach reason, is over. Our message sounds reasonable. It sounds justifiable. It sounds good. It sounds wonderful. Amen. We're trying to compete with the world system. We're trying to compete with Babylon. We're trying to compete with the wisdom of the world. You cannot compete with the wisdom of the world. You think you're going to beat the world. No, they will beat you hands down because they have perfected their act. That's what the scripture says. The children of this world, they are wiser in their own way, in their own principle than the children of the kingdom. He called a child. Have him stand among them and said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn around and become like like. He didn't say they are children. He said you've got to become like the children. You have to become like the children. What are the characteristics of becoming? Amen. Of becoming a child. What does it mean to become? (laughs) Jesus is saying, if you're going to enter the kingdom of God, that's what the Bible says. If you're going to enter the kingdom of God, the things of the kingdom, you have to become innocent. You have to become trustworthy. You have to become pure. You have to become easily approached. You have to submit. You have to surrender. You have to yield yourself. Alright? You are are not... A child does not suspect. You are not suspecting everybody. A lot of people want to enter the things of the spirit. Want to enter into the prophetic. But we cannot. Because we're forever suspecting every move. Everything that somebody says. You're thinking. You, you have negativity. A, a, an innocent child does not have. If, an, you know, if, a, if a child is behaving evil. is the environment that have shaped that child. And that environment starts right from the parents. The, you know, the, the, the parents, The caregivers. A child is formed, all right, by the spirit, amen, of the environment. A child's nature, character is formed by the environment. It's not the fault of the child. It's the fault of those that have been, you know, given the care to take care of that child. They've been given the responsibility to care, to take care of that church. That is why every church, all right, if when you go to a church, if you, before you know it, you start to emulate, you start to you start to behave, Amen. You know, they're the spirit of the church. Every church has got a spirit because every church is an environment, just like every home is an environment. You start behaving, you start thinking, you start, you know, you know, uh, expressing the same attitude of the leadership. Even if they are not teaching you to do the same, because that's a spirit that is in the house. Every house has got his own spirit. So it is not—it's it's, not—it's not—it's not normal for a child, amen, to act out, you know, the wrong. When the child behaves wrongly, is because, amen, that child has been exposed to the wrong thing. It doesn't happen because the child wants to be evil. No child is born evil, amen. Evil, amen, gets to be transferred into a child. That's why that initial stage, amen, of a child is important. When a child begins to grow, that is the time to shape the, the values, the culture, the beliefs, the attitude, amen. Yes, it's important. Don't, 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 don't treat your children with soft kids, you know. Don't treat them as if, well, they are the, you know, I, I, the, sometimes I, the way people talk about their children are just like, God, help us. You know, a few few days ago we shared a little clips of my children. You know, and, and oh, we've gotten so much, so much like and so much you know uh comment that even the message that I preach, I'm saying God, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> people, people, people are more responsive, all right? To you know, to you know, children speaking under less than a, a minute. That mean that I've preached you know almost uh, you know half an hour message. Nobody even talked about that. You know, you just wonder what's going on. Yes, because we are forever looking for something new. See, that's. Are, let me say the way I want to say it. that is that is the human mind. That is canality. Right? The message that we are brought that ought to bring light to us. People don't respond to, you know why? Because they are used to things like that. You know, they are familiar with things like that. But they've seen a new face. That's the world for you. They've seen a new face. This, to them, is this is something new. I didn't make it up. I just finished preaching to my children and said, no, we also want to talk. I said, okay, I'll give you the opportunity. Normally, I would say no, but I just said, okay, I'll give you the opportunity. Go ahead. Say whatever you want to say. I didn't coerce them. I didn't say anything. They say what whatever's in their heart, you see. You see, the things that they said was what is in their heart. If, if God help me, if I put the wrong thing there, that's what they will still say. But the point that I'm making is, people will not respond naturally to, you know, to things that they hear every day. But, oh, these are Isaiah's children. Wow. Okay. So what do they have to say? Some people are looking at the way they talk. Some people say, oh, your children can speak very well. Uh, some people say, well, they're very confident. Some people say, oh, you know, we say all kinds of things because those are the things that we see. It's the same principle that Christ is teaching us. It's amazing how God will allow certain things to go ahead of us only to bring the truth behind it. Many of the people that I even comment, some of them, are they've not spoken to me for the past three, four years. Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing how our mind is shaped that the things that really don't carry weight in the kingdom are the things that we pay attention to. Am I saying my kids don't pair, don't carry weight in the spirit? That's <laughs> not what I've said. I'm using a word to express to us something that is more valuable, something that we need to think about. Now, if you don't invest in your children, they will mess you up someday. You see, it's amazing. We love we love the end product. We love the end product, but we hate the process. The process is tiring. If you're in my house and you see the way, amen, I have to stand my ground and say, no, you can't do that. No, no, that. no, you can't have that now. All right. This is what you're going to do. I'm giving you this time to do X, Y, Z. If, if somebody will tell you, no, no, you're abusing your children. But when your child comes out and display quality life and display, you know, beauty and, and display wisdom, knowledge and, and express, you know, excellency. Everybody loves that. But do you want the process? It is easy to admire the end product but the process, becoming like a child, ah no, that's humiliating. But that's what the Lord demands of us. You have to become like a child. You know what that means? It means that you have to learn to be quiet in place that you want to express your own opinion you have to learn to listen when you think you have something to say you become like a child you have to learn to trust and follow you have to learn amen to yield you have to learn to do what is right you have when mommy say no it's time to go to bed then you go to bed when they say no it's time to study the word then you study the word amen when it's time to pray you do what you see we have to learn the habitual act amen of becoming like a child to begin to appreciate the principle of the kingdom. Because if you come with your own idea, you come with your own thought, you come with your own belief, you come with your own way of doing things, they will not allow you to touch the things of God. You will be on the outside. You will be at the outer court. Yes. And you'll be living life there. Whatever life, amen, you have you have come to embrace. You'll be living life from that point. You will be embracing, amen, wisdom and knowledge from that outer court. But you will never enter into the dimension, hallelujah, of the holies of holy. The dimension that will bring you into the heart, into the atmosphere of the kingdom. Uh-uh. They say that is for the exclusive preserve. That is for the sons of Zadok. But this one leave them on the outer court. I tell you the truth, unless you turn around and become like a child, you will never enter. I didn't say this. This is scripture I'm reading. You will never, Jesus said, You will never is there. You will never enter. N-E-V-E-R. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You can enter other kingdom. You can express power, authority, knowledge, wisdom. Whatever it is that other kingdom give to you. But kingdom of heaven, sorry. This scripture. You will never enter. You see. The kingdom of God has to be accessed. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You think I'm lying. Let's look at the next verse. Verse 4. It complements what we've been talking about. Whoever then humble himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humble himself like this little child is the greatest. That is how the Lord defines to us. Entering into, remember when we say entering into the kingdom is entering into the things of God. Entering into the reality, the life, the light, the power. The glory, the wisdom. They said, Dine is the kingdom, the glory and the power forever and ever. If you want to enter into that dimension, they said, You will have to become. First of all, before, you have to, yes, you have to look at the child and then you have to turn and then you have to become in order to enter. Unless you turn around and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom whoever then humble himself like see children are are designed to be humble why because they must listen to what the parents say that's why you teach your child you teach your children to be humble that's what my son say you must be humble because if you don't teach children children have the they have the tendency all right based on what is what, what has been given to them all right the, the things you do for them they have the tendency to develop pride so you have to teach them humility. That's why the Bible says, "Train up your child in the way he or she ought to grow." Children don't just grow right; you have to train them to grow into righteousness. You have to train them to grow into, Amen. What is what is correct? Whoever then humbles himself like the like the little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever become Whoever becomes like a child, listen to this, and whoever becomes, whoever becomes a child like, like this. I will welcome into my house, I welcome into my kingdom. And whoever welcomes, sorry, whoever welcomes a child like this in my name, of course welcomes me. So we have to begin to develop that spirit, amen, of welcoming humility submission love agreement listen to the verse 5 and whoever welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me attitude is important to where we are friends attitude is important to where the spirit of the lord is leading us into it is not how much we know that really matters It is the attitude we express. It is not what we have that matters. It is the attitude we express. May your gift not become bigger than God in your life. I say may your gift not become bigger than the life of God in you than the things the Lord will have you know and do. May we not so express what we claim we know and understand that we forget how we ought to display and manifest God. in my closing let me take you back to Mark chapter 4 Mark chapter 4 and verse 30 again again he said what shall I say the kingdom of God is like what parable shall we use to describe it it is like a monster seed a monster seed which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted, you see, the kingdom of God has to be planted because it's like a seed. When you plant this, the kingdom of God, like a seed, what are you planting? You're planting the life of God. Of course, who, who can plant the life of God? These are just metaphoric language. We're just using uh, the principles of the likers to try to understand. All right? You have to plant. To plant means to deliberately apply the principles of God, the ways of God, His intention, His desire, Amen, in your life, so that you can bear the fruits that is expected of you. If you don't plant humility in your in your life, in your in your character, you're not going to walk in humility because you've grown, Amen, in certain way of thinking, certain way of reasoning. If you don't plant, Amen, the seed of love. In your life, you are not going to naturally begin to walk in the God kind of love. No, it's not going to happen. If you don't plant the seed, amen, of, of righteousness, it's not going to happen. Amen. The kingdom of God is like, amen, a seed. When you plant it, even though it may seem the smallest, you see. And I think that is something that I need to round up with. It may seem the smallest. It may look, uh, 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 amen, insignificant. It may look, amen, like nothing. It's just a small seed. That little seed of expressing care and love and submission and humility, all right, and care. And going out of your way, all right, with the right attitude, with the right agenda, going out of your way to put a smile on somebody's face. He said, when I was in prison, you did not visit me. When, you know, when I was sick, you did not visit me. He said, but we never saw you. you know, he say, when you do this to any of these ones, you've done it to me. All those little acts. You see, our acts matter when they are done with the right agenda. When you know it's time to pray, and you get up and you go pray. When you know the right thing to do and you immediately respond to it because you have built that habitual process of response. It's, it's, you see, the things of God must be developed through a system of habits. We are creatures of habits. We like it or not. Whatever has become part and parcel of our daily life and routine is what defines our, our direction of life. For all I care, if you don't pay attention, if you don't d- develop the discipline to pay attention, to study, to listen, to follow what God says, it's not going to happen automatically. No, it's not going to happen. You have to yield time. You have to submit time. You have to give, amen, attention, amen, to the things of the Spirit. And then you begin to develop it. It starts like a seed, a monster seed. But that monster seed, amen. As God has got life within it. You may see a seed, but there's potential of life. But not just life. Amen. Of other monster seeds that will bring forth many trees. Amen. Hallelujah. You've got to see the potential of what you're doing. You see, when we don't see and we don't put in perspective the potential of what we're doing, we can easily get discouraged. Alright? We can get to a point and say, but all this thing that I've been doing is not working. All this seed I've been sowing is not working. This act, this good act, you know, particularly, you know, in my own case, just growing up and, and, you know, coming to the things of God and determining that I'm going to live my life in this particular way. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to really, you know, when I came to understand the ways of God and the things of the spirit, I tell you, At a point, I almost gave gave up because I looked around and I saw what people are doing. It's contrary to what the word of God says, but I saw them prospering. I saw them, you know, buying new cars, you know, their ministry, so-called ministry growing. And the more you put to practice the things you're learning is like, (laughs) the more people leave, the more you lose. And I have to remind myself that the physical manifestation of the principles that I'm applying should not affect the demand to continue to do what I've been called to do. Because when when I do what the Lord will have me to do, I should should be assured, amen, of his joy and pleasure in practicing that and not looking for a physical manifestation. And that's one of the things that really gave me hope. And of course, God always have His own time. When His time came, the difference that began to show began to show. But one thing is clear: when people come around you, they see that you have something that they don't have. Even though in the natural they seem to have every other thing that you don't have, but guess what? You carry something that they need, but that thing cannot be bought. And then I began to realize: wait a minute. This thing is more of an internalization of life. When you grow in that internal life, you see, if God decides, okay, tomorrow you're going to have for like a a jet plane, (laughs) it's nothing to me. But if God says, okay, I'm going to give you a jet plane, you know what? That doesn't matter to you. It means nothing to you. It doesn't take, you know, a slip away from you. It only adds to the value of your advancement of the kingdom of God. And the next day, God decides to say, okay, I'm giving that plane to somebody else. Oh, well and good. You see, you, you live life from that perspective that whatever comes, that's why Paul said, he said, I've learned to abase and abound. I've, I've come to that point. Being, being abased, amen, or, or, or having more than enough means to me it's the same life. <laughs> it's the same life. When we come to this point of existence. We begin to live life from kingdom perspective. Start today to sow the seed of the kingdom of God. Not the seed of religion. Not the seed of someone's ideology. Not the seed of something that you have learned from God knows who. That have not been fully proven. They are the standard, the scale of God's word. Because we, we, we are in that state. Many of us, we are just, you know, the copy of so many voices. But when you begin to allow the word of God to speak to you, and you take the principle of what God has said in his word, and you begin to apply them. Start applying them. Though nobody sees it. Though it, it looks like a monster seed, is nothing. In fact, a monster seed, I've seen one before. You have to look closely to see the seed. It's just like a tiny drop, a black, tiny drop. That's a seed. I've seen one before. If you look at that monster seed, you would never believe that a massive three can come out of that thing. You would throw it away. You would discard it. In fact, you would, you would have blown the seed away before you know that it's a seed. That's how the things of God is. Let's not be afraid to turn. Let's go back to Matthew 18. Except you become like a child. They say, except you turn and become like a child. He took a child and he put, you know, placed a child among them. He said to them, Watch this child. Except you turn and become like a child. You will never. That's a that's a that's a that's a phrase the scripture used. You will never enter, never. You know. Sometimes we use this phrase. People think, "Oh, wow, that's harsh." Well, that's what the Bible says. You will never. So you can be beating around, dancing around, talking about, describing the kingdom, but describing the kingdom and entering the kingdom are two different things. I don't want to live in the realm of description. I want to display the experiential life that I have received. The things that we have touched, we've seen, we've handled, we've tasted. That is what our life should reflect, friends. Allow the Spirit of God to speak into your heart this morning. Allow the Father to perfect His ways, His will, His counsel, His intention in you. If you want to be used of God as member of the Ecclesia, embrace by grace the straight and the narrow path. Embrace the root to Zion. Stop eating from the tree. Of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. Allow God into the space of those areas of your life as I allow him. Let's yield ourselves. Let's humble ourselves. Let's yield ourselves. Let's surrender ourselves. Let's ask him to have his way in our lives. So that he can. Do whatever he desires to do with our life. Accept your turn. Father, we turn to you this day. We turn to your ways. We turn to your voice. We turn to your word. We turn to your mind, oh God. Grant us grace this morning, oh God. To turn around and turn to the right path. To the knowledge of your glory we receive, Father. Grace this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so very much, everyone, this morning for being part of this live broadcast. The Lord has continued to speak to us regarding the nature of the days that we live in. There are several principles that he's unpacking and revealing to us. I pray that these principles will go beyond just mere nice, good rhetoric words. I pray that this principle truly will become principle that defines how we live our life let's yield ourselves to what the scripture amen has revealed I mean we have two scriptures this morning that we can go back to and look at amen we read one in mark mark 4 you know, four verse 30 and of course we read Matthew 18 beautiful scripture that can help us as we journey through the day let's think about these things how do we turn am I turning what is it? What 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 would I lose if I turn? Of course you lose everything, but then you gain him. That was what Paul did. He lost all to gain Christ. So it's time once again, friends, to become part and parcel of what God is doing in this new day. Let's continue to yield ourselves and surrender to the principle of God. Please continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for this ministry and continue to look into your heart. In case the Lord says be a blessing. So you can be a blessing because indeed we need resources to do what we are called to do thank you so much a few things that we are hoping to bring out soon i'm still struggling with our website in terms of you know uploading uh, this material but i believe all things are working together for good thank you so much thank you for your prayer thank you for your encouragement i will continue to lift you up and pray for you and of course continue to bring this word of encouragement Please. Uh, I invite people to like our Facebook page. I see that we have, we have very few, just about 39 people following us. Please, let's invite other people to, to be part of what we're doing. You know, invite your friends, your loved ones, your family. All right. Just to subscribe to our YouTube page. And we believe God. Amen for great things. God bless you. Have yourself a wonderful and a fruitful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.